till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. Oh, when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not shamans. No, and cancer's pretty hard, too. I mean, cancer's a little hard. You might hear some swearing words in the episode. Ben, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. Already gotten a lot accomplished. You got the pants? I am proud of what we've done today. I feel like we got a lot done, Leanna. What did we get done today, Mimi? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're going towards the future, Leanna. We bought some pants that we traded off because I had given you my L.L. Bean pants before you went on that nighttime bike ride, which was wet. It was drenched the entire way. The entire 26.2 miles. Is that how long a marathon is? It's along the Boston it's Marathon It's a long way. All right, 26 plus. And I was just like, Leanna, you need to wear these L.L. Bean waterproof pants. That are also white so that the cars can see me so I don't die. So we felt great about that, but Leanna kind of trashed them, and she's like, they're mine now. And then she said... I would give them back to you. They're just, like, tie-dye with road grease. I think you kind of need them, too, if you're going to do aggressive biking in Boston. I am kind of doing aggressive biking in Boston. I mean, any biking in Boston is aggressive, like, by definition. In the end, Leanna bought me new pants. And we're thinking about, like, way far into the future to invest in plastic pants, right? We're committed to the future. And that is the topic of our discussion today it's we, we were like we met in facing forward group discussion and we are going to be calling this podcast forcing forward because am i forcing myself forward after cancer i feel like i'm forcing myself every minute of every day i tell people that there's no floating after cancer like i am treading water but like, maybe it gets better i feel a little differently like i feel a lot of pressure to use this time wisely so i feel like freaked out about the future i want more i want to always accomplish more do more you know just like we we you know, you came here and I was like, okay, let's get going. What did we call you? The time bitch? I said I was... <laughs> That's right. I said I'm going to be time bitch. You are my friend Bambi. Yeah, I'm going to be time bitch. I'm not going to be like, you know, it's not that I don't love you, but I'm going to be time bitch because we got to get going. Because I want to be in bed at 9.30. Although Time Bitch also has to, like, go by her own time, too. I think Time Bitch has to be compassionate and understanding that the burritos needed to come at a certain point. You know, anyway, Leanna, this is so off-road. All right, let's get back on-road. So we are talking about what it's like to plan for the future when, statistically, there are a portion of cancer patients, in my case it happens to be 30%, within five years are going to recur with metastatic disease. Mm -hmm. And then you're fucked. So am I planning for my future or am I like trying to run out the clock of this five years Mm -hmm. so that I can plan for the future? Because maybe I'm going to die. Yeah, I had a 30% chance of having a brain cancer within three years of going through my initial treatment, statistically. Is that the Herceptin? 
No, that's the HER2 positive. Uh, that it's a function of the HER2 positive cancer, and it likes the brain, and that's the you know place where the Herceptin doesn't really go is up in your brain because of the blood-brain barrier. Correct, and, and you know same with the taxol and all. Mostly, you know what I mean. The yeah. mysteries. So I felt the same way, and it's been interesting because I just crossed year four, and I'm realizing now in hindsight around year three when I broke through that barrier of my own I started to feel a real urgency for like okay so what's next which just recently drove my boyfriend away from me I think because I was wanting to talk a lot about the future and he wasn't minded like that and he met me at a time where I was living more day by day so interesting right well what's interesting is I don't know that I'm done baking yet right maybe I wasn't either before I got in that relationship could be Although I feel pretty baked. <laughs> okay, this is not our medical marijuana episode. Right, exactly. Be a future <laughs> I, do, I feel like episode. I'm pretty. I feel. <laughs> do you I, feel done? I don't feel done. I, I feel do. like a hot mess. I feel done. I'm like still liquid. I'm not liquid. I'm like a muffin. Now I'm pretty well set. <laughs> Pop me out of my muffin tin. Um, I feel pretty well set and ready to be served. Like I'm ready. I don't know. I'm back in. But I don't know. Having just gone through this breakup too, though, one of the things I notice is that like everything hurts more post-cancer. Like everything is like, it's easier to make yourself a victim and to go into that rut of like, and you did this to me after cancer. And it's just, it's so easy to do that. And I have to really fight a little bit against that even though I completely reject it there is a piece of me that wants to even go there because it's just well, everything does hurt a little bit more after cancer it, that is true well and like sometimes you're playing the victim but sometimes like you really fucking are the victim yeah you know? I don't even want to analyze that though because I don't want to live that truth ever you know what I mean like, no well we don't have to analyze it we just need to make sure that we're but we should think about why we we don't always need to be the victors either. I, maybe that's what you're trying to... Like, we don't always need to be the victors or the heroes in the story either, but... Well, sometimes acknowledging what you've been through... Mm. Like, I'm not advising that people play the victim, but sometimes it does feel a little bit like you're Oedipus. Sometimes it does feel a little yeah. bit like you're living a great tragedy. Yes. And you don't have, you don't have the control of your life because, like, the fates are just fucking with you. And so this is just how it's going to be. you got to develop a wicked sense of humor. Well, you have to acknowledge the shittiness of the situation. Yeah. Like, you don't have to move in and live there, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's bad to play the victim when sometimes, like, everyone is, and sometimes, like, you are right now. You're, like, the victim of this. I don't know, but am I the victim because I, I decided that I wanted to look to the future and force my future? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a bad fit. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, what I don't if, know, breakups are weird, but that's just... I think the stress of forcing the future gives you cancer. Uh, well, yeah, isn't that convenient? So does dairy, so does ice cream, so does meat, so does everything. No, this makes way more sense. All right. The stress. Well, what are you thinking about the future? Like, what are some things that you had thought of that would happen that... I don't know. Well, changed. Like, what, what's changed for you after cancer, I guess? Well, I always thought, like, growing up, all of my sisters were married by 18 and were mothers by... by yeah. Wait, no, one of my sisters was 19. All of them? F- yes. First marriage. I had a stepsister that I think was 21. Whoa. And she was the oldest. And they were all mothers by... What would that make it? 22? And I always thought that I would have a kid. And I don't. And I'm like, 
I'm okay with that for the first time in like my life that like maybe I won't have a kid. And it makes me think about, I had a mother die of cancer when I was 15. And if I have a child, Mm. maybe I'm going to die when they're 15. Mm -hmm. And like, do I want to do that to a kid? Is it fair for me to bring a child into the universe when like I might not be able to commit to 18 years? Like, maybe I could commit to, like, a couple. So I'm I'm processing being okay with all of that. And I am. Because there's, like we said in our fertility episode, there's mm-hmm. plenty of kids that need parents if you need to be a parent. And even kids that aren't in the foster system, like... I have a lot of nieces and nephews that are teenagers right now, and teenagers are fucking crazy. Like, the more people in town that can, like, look out for the teenagers and, like, be compassionate, but also, Mm -hmm. like, hold them accountable. Like, you don't have to parent children to, like, contribute to being a godparent or Mm -hmm. contribute to your community by being a big brother or a big sister or mentoring or getting involved in like church groups and being a part of a community like there's a lot of ways to shape there's a lot of teenagers that maybe need like a little bit of help (laughs) even if they aren't orphans (laughs) yeah but it's interesting i just want to get back a little bit to the whole like cancer plus fertility plus uncertainty like I now am working with a lot of people who've had kids at a younger age. They really just think, like, if you haven't had a kid, you maybe would, like, wow, like, what? Maybe it's a little bit like your family. And Well, we missed the boat, right? Well, no, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like, wow, I dodged a bullet in a way. But not another person's viewpoint. And it's interesting how many people I have saying to me, oh, Mimi, you could have a baby. And I'm like oh my God, but I wouldn't want to. And I think there's a certain point where that tips over, where you're like, maybe I could, but do I want to? And then also, are you thinking uh, like in totally optimistic terms? Because at the age of 48, having gone through cancer, like I honestly think it'd be so irresponsible if I had a baby. I think everyone should send me to the loony bin if I did that. <laughs> I'm single, I, you know, but like I people know, are so nuts too. about babies. They'll do anything for you to have a baby sometimes. Well, you know, and I would about. love to have a baby. They're like adorable. They smell so good. It's all uh, like the, it's all the like happy estrogen hormones. And you know what? You know what? You know what's fucked up? You know what's fucked up about my cancer? Estrogen positive. Yeah. If you've had children, you are way less likely to get my type of cancer. But I didn't have children, so maybe I gave myself cancer yeah, by but not your mom having children had already. Six children and got the cancer. I so know. That's not. Well, I'm not saying that it would have protected me, but the cancer that I got, I would have been way less likely to get. Okay. If I... But that's weird. Why? Because you got exposed to more estrogen at a younger age? No, because the thing that causes my cancer is excess estrogen. So when you have a kid, you use up some of that estrogen. Oh, I didn't know that you lose a little estrogen. Was that... Oh, interesting. That explains something. Because you use the hormone... Like, the hormone goes into a child, and then you, like, push that child out of your body. Interesting. Interesting. Well... Who knows? I mean, you probably would have... What I would say is if you'd had kids, you probably just would have pushed it back, like your mom's. You probably wouldn't have gotten until you were in your 40s, like I did. Until my children were 15 years old? Yeah. Now, well, 15 to 25. It's like interesting. So with my type of cancer, um, women tend to get it when they're pregnant because it's a growth hormone. 
cancer. So this is the type of cancer where it may have killed me if I had gotten pregnant because it grows like crazy because it's your breast growth hormone. So that's just interesting. So I do feel like I dodged a bullet in a different, you know, it didn't happen for me. So it's interesting that some of the cancers... Okay, not that we had control over what the cancer that happened to us. We couldn't pick our choice. No, no, this was not a choice. But we had, like, things that we do can influence our cancer. Mm -hmm. And for women, no matter what you choose... You have increased risks of cancer in ways that men... I, I don't know. Does prostate and testicular cancer correspond with, like... Well, we know from our episode about the chimney sweeps that there are some lifestyle influences. Also, certainly, with the prostate, men who ha- ejaculate more tend to have healthier prostates. Hmm. So there are some lifestyle things with that. And then, of course, like, being exposed to certain chemicals. Keep Agent your orange. water running. Yeah, Agent Orange, um, I believe... Uh, possibly like a phosphonate. I think that's still coming together. But there's several things. Like, it's a lot of actually, like, leaf killers that seem to, you know, like Agent Orange. Okay, well, and, like, Bayer and Monsanto. Well, that's very vague. They they produce a lot. They produce everything. They produce the things that cure. Well, it's like the Roundup stuff. Yeah, there, but there's a lot of different there's a lot of different chemicals that are out there that serve these functions. Anyway, I mean, I think men deal with it too. Um, women just have more plumbing to go wrong, though. I think than men. That's what my dad always says. I think he's right. Do you think we have like more nooks and crannies? We have yeah, more we, do. we can produce life. Okay, so the thing is, yeah, cancer is a uh, like function of the liminal spaces it's cancer is usually on the epithelium which is the what lines the inside of your throat and the inside of your organs and the outside of your organs it's like that in between um is where cancer attacks like that's where you get cancer i don't understand but we got breast cancer yeah but like i got invasive ductal carcinoma oh so you're talking about the ducts like the ducts it starts uh in the ducts yeah me too yeah and it starts in those like in between spaces it starts in the transference spaces like and i was just learning i was just reading that um ovarian cancer is now believed to start in the fallopian tubes so that's interesting that jives exactly with what you're saying yeah well and it's something like 80 percent of cancers are either skin cancer which is like a the surface where something meets or like right. the um epithelial something like 80 percent of cancers interesting one of those two categories that's really interesting yeah because it's like where things mix yeah huh interesting so let me ask you like do we have any protocols for anyone or are we just sort of like gonna keep pushing forward well forcing um, forward okay i grew up thinking a lot about the apocalypse and preparing for Armageddon. We we should probably clarify. Leanna grew up Mormon, which is why a lot of her family is like younger when they get married and, and in prepping. Utah. Right. So full on. So right. and not like you don't you don't have to be prepping for the zombie apocalypse or Jesus coming back. No, but, but what about a distribution chain breakdown for ninety three hours? Right. Or like where your next meal is coming from, or how you would live for a couple of months if you lost a job and didn't have money for food. So like thinking about the future. But I am a little bit preparing for the zombie apocalypse because if I need to bike back to Utah, 
like I need to be in shape for that shit. That's a really far bike ride. <laughs> no, but if I could do anything right now, if I could quit my job for a month and <coughs> bicycle across the country, like I would love to do that. It's so cold right now. I want you to wait until summer. No, well, I would take the southern route. It would be lovely. Well, I guess my um, my protocol relates to this, which is keep trying to be a Zen master. I guess I'm saying this to me as much as anyone else. Um, I think I am forcing the future a little bit and I'm trying to be more zen right now there's always that time that is a liminal space after someone <laughs> leaves you an um, epithelial space right after thanksgiving where you're kind oh. of like oh if this is a quiet time to take stock during the solstice so you know i'm trying to get more in touch with that zen master that i got to know in myself during treatment and uh yeah i think that it's important in the forcing forward period too well i'm preparing for winter i made a nest like you're thinking of growing turmeric oh i'm definitely growing turmeric and ginger and maybe getting a lime tree Leanna and I are going to go look at um, some ceramic pots tomorrow. I, you need a wide, flat pot for turmeric. Okay, good. Good to know. We have to get more into those details tomorrow. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I mean, we're forcing forward. You know, I mean, I think, and I think it's awesome and hopeful that, like, you're channeling some of your energy into creating, like, that little sunny nook and, you know, growing turmeric. It's always a sign of hope for the future. Well, I would grow marijuana because it's legal in Massachusetts, but marijuana takes a lot of work so i would rather just buy edibles it's so much dedicated you have to invest a lot even making edibles is a lot of investing edibles are so crazy and i don't think there's any control over them i just i think it's always like a a wild card you're like it says it's this many milligrams and you're like oh who knows uncontrollable you should not have any plans after you eat edibles that's all i have to say about that i I don't i don't do it very often we should plan less for the future Maybe that's forcing forward. Like, plan a little bit less because things happen and some of them are amazing and some of them are terrible. And, you know, just, like, sit back and enjoy the ride. No, no, I disagree. That makes me feel crazy. You're triggering me right now because... No, I disagree. I think you have to have goals and maybe you won't make it to them, but you have to have goals and you have to have plans. And that's what keeps us going. Well, and you I, know what's above, me, you know, what's above me. my desk at work is something that you gave me from Barnes and Noble that says, uh, oh. a dream without a goal is just a wish. Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, from the author or a dream without a plan it's just a wish that's right I made that postcard um, and for one of my campaigns and I believe that and I think you know I was probably feeling the rumblings at the beginning of the end of this relationship when I created that postcard for my marketing campaign because I I really that's like an issue for me when you can't make a plan you know it's just I need to like I that's how I motivate that's like, I, I can't make a plan right now see so I'm like on the other side of this that's yeah i get it is our relationship gonna survive maybe maybe not i seem to be cleaving through them but no i'm i mean no i i fought for that relationship but he just couldn't deal with my planniness and hey i rode a shuttle for an hour in boston traffic to get here for you jesus it's like we talk about this way too much on the podcast but seriously like we're climbing over the himalaya to get to each other and it is so cold outside it's so cold it's like it's like 29 degrees or something it's not nice it's snowing and sleeting and wintry mixing and and black it's just black it's It's black and lights 
Sometimes. Sometimes lights. And I keep yawning. Okay. Well, we're going to get you to go I'm to so sleep. I'm so sorry. It's, yeah. It's almost, almost, almost nine o'clock. Oh, it's past her bedtime. <laughs> it's 8.35 right now, guys. Thanks, Mimi. And thanks, Cancer. Nighttime. What? <laughs> thanks, sleeping. Thanks, Cancer. <laughs> thanks, going to bed early. <laughs> thanks. Well, thanks, Cancer, for making me appreciate going to bed early. I do appreciate mm-hmm. that. Okay. Well, I... It's a perfect disease for the solstice. I'm going to make a nest. All right. Thanks, okay. Cancer. Thanks, Cancer. That was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks, Cancer. If you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks, Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you, your stories. Your protocols. Exactly. Advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at thanksCancer.com. Well, the traffic stopped you lay on the horn and you ask yourself, where is my cancer unicorn? But we're at the gate with your cancer card. We're your passport date. Cause cancer Trees in the dark.